Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the In The Saddle podcast. My name is Chris Loder and I am joined by my guest this week, Katie Midwinter, where we'll be previewing some of the action this weekend at Newmarket and at Haydock. Unfortunately, Liz couldn't be with us this week, but she has passed me over a few selections and I will give them uh, when they apply. So yeah, hopefully uh, we can have a, a good week. But how have you been, Katie? Um, kept been keeping busy and you looking forward to the racing this weekend? Yeah, all good, thank you. Been keeping busy, busy week, and looking forward to the racing. Hopefully it'll be a better week than last week. Uh, selections weren't very lucky, but there's a few good races on, lots of two-year-olds on show, so hopefully it'll be a, a good weekend. Yeah, I always think this is the time of the year where we see the cream come to the top, um, especially in the two-year-old divisions. You know, those horses going into uh, the Guineas, also as well, potentially the Derby. We're starting to get to an idea of these horses and maybe where their potential could go. So, yeah, fascinating time of year. But the first race then we're going to look at is on Saturday. It's the 150 at Newmarket. It's the Jebmont Royal Lodge Stakes, a Group 2 contest. And we've only got the four runners in this. And your favourite is Flying Honours for Charlie Appleby and William Bjork at 4-7. to seven. We then got Aiden O'Brien, his only representative in the race is Greenland at 7-2. to two. The Foxes then at 15-2 to two. and Dubai Mile is the outsider at 11 to 1. Um, Katie, uh, flying honours, uh, he's been progressing uh, with each start. Last time we saw him, he won the, the listed Stonehenge, Stonehenge Stakes at Salisbury. Do we think he's going to have it his own way here, or could there be maybe uh, something to get him unstuck? Well, it's not a race that I'd be getting too involved in. Um, I think it's difficult to oppose flying honours on his form. As you said, his listed win at Salisbury last month was impressive and the second place horse Stormbuster bolted up at Newbury last week beating a couple of well thought of Colts including Classic who finished just behind the Foxes this season. I quite like the Foxes but I think Flying Honours is, is probably the one to beat and, and if he's if he's on song then he'll win. But races like these they can be quite trappy. Four runners, all four are capable of further improvement, but I'll be sticking with Flying Honours. He's got a lovely pedigree if I see the stars out of a group three winning the Bowie Mayor. Um, he could be a nice type going forward. So, flying honours for me. Yeah, on paper, he looks like the most likely winner. But I think this was the race last year where, if I remember rightly, Caribus might have got overturned and it was Royal Patronage that came out on top. I see the Johnsons, uh, who trained the winner last year, have got um, have got a runner this year to buy Mile. Quite an interesting horse by Roaring Lion. Obviously, we want to see a good Roaring Lion because he was only able to get, I think it was one year, as a stand because unfortunately he passed away but um yeah i think he could maybe uh go well and he could be the biggest threat but yeah uh, an interesting uh, race to uh, watch uh liz uh, actually mentioned that to me that she liked greenland here so if you're a fan of liz and you're backing her horses uh greenland is uh what she liked okay we're going to move on to the 225 and it's one of the better races on the card. It's the Judmont Cheveley Park Stakes, a group one for fillies. And uh, we've got a decent field of 10. Meditate is uh, your favourite at 9 to 4. We've then got Trillium looking for a fourth consecutive win for Richard Hannon at 5 to 2. Lazoo at 7 to 1. Clifford Lee uh, is on swing along for Carl Burke at 7 to 1. We've then got Juliet Sierra at 10s. Uh, Treasure Trove at 12s. The Irish Raider for Paddy Toomey and Bigger R the rest come to you here first uh katie looks a very good race on paper
Kepler. Um, but where were you thinking of uh, uh, going to with this one? Yeah, really nice race. Exciting. There are a few fillies in the field that have looked top class. Ones that you mentioned, like Trillia, Meditate, Lezu. They've all been really impressive so far this season. So I'm looking forward to the race. I'm between Meditate and Lezu over this trip. Uh, meditates and beat and run came to an end at the Curra last week, but I'd be willing to forgive her for that. It was on soft ground over Sam Furlongs, and the winner, Tahira, looked spectacular, and, and she could be a special filly. I think dropping back to five on a sounder surface will bring out the best in her once again. I would be fearful of Lazou, who was unlucky in the Duchess of Cambridge stakes, losing that to Marge. Uh I, I think Lazou would have won there had, had she not have been slightly hampered by Morge at the end. And, you know, she bounced back with a win at Ascot in the Group 3. I think probably at the prices, I mean, Lazoo is a good each-way bet. But I will be going for Meditate for the win, but I just think she's she's in the class of her own. And as I said, I forgive her her last run. Before that, you know, she, she was on a, a winning streak. So I think, it's, yeah, Meditate, Avon O'Brien for me. Okay, so... Uh... Uh, Katie is going to go with a no Brian to get another win in the race. I think he won it last year with Tenebrism. So, yeah, uh, Meditate is definitely a worthy candidate on paper. Liz also as well likes Meditate. It's easy to see why. Um, and, yeah, it's got a, a good chance. I just thought though there was one um, one or two lurking at slightly bigger prices that were of interest. Swing Along is a horse I quite like. Um, but the one that I, I was really taken with was Juliet Sierra. Uh, I liked her win last time at Salisbury and this has actually been a stepping stone race in the past um, to come here and do good things I think alcohol free and happy romance they fought out uh, in the 2020 uh, dick pool stakes and then alcohol free came here after finishing second and uh, won the race and we know what she went on to do uh, been a very good filly for Andrew Bolden I just thought she could run well the yard going well the brave bicket his stable tend to come good in the autumn they're operating at 25 strike rate at a 25% strike rate at the current time recording and I just think over six seven furlongs I think she'd probably be doing her work uh, best work late on and uh, yeah I think she's got more than enough speed to go well here but uh, yeah I think uh, she, she's an uh, interesting filly and is the way I would play currently available 10 to 1 so yeah uh, Juliet Sierra for me and uh, Katie quite likes to meditate and so does Liz so that's our thoughts then on the Cheveley Park we're now going to go on to the next race on the card which is the 3 o'clock is the Middle Park Stakes uh, but this time we see the Colts and Marshman is your current favourite at 11 to 4. We've then got Blackbeard at 10 to 3, Mischief Magic at 7 to 2, Persian Force at 6 to 1, Zoology at 14s, bigger are the rest. Come to you here first, Katie. Again, um, quite an interesting uh, little race. Um, who did you like in the middle park? Yeah, it is another interesting one. I, I'm a big fan of Blackbeard. He's a really quirky horse. Um, and you know, he beat Persian Force by half a length in the, in the group from Monet at Dover recently. I mean, prior to that race, he was he sweated up. He was he was doing all sorts before going into the stores, and I'd expect that that would have had an effect on his performance. But you know, he still went on to win fairly comfortably. Really, I think the victory was more comfortable than the winning distance suggested. Um, but, but you know, if he's if he's performing like that, having acted up prior to the race. I just feel like there, there could be even more to come from him if he's able to settle a bit better. But it's another tricky race. There are horses that could improve. Um, Mischief Magic, dealing for a four-timer group, three winner last time out on the all-weather. The Yard have been in, in good form. 
Marshman only beaten by Noble Style at York Flashman two from two prior to that. And the Antarctic brother to Batash has the reverse form with, with Blackbeard, however, and in zoology he's only been seen once winning on debut, so he's unexposed and then could be anything really. But I'm gonna stick with Blackbeard. I think he's an exciting cult and you know, good enough to be winning this. Yeah, he's definitely got some of the best form in the race and yeah I know Brian we were saying off air that his juveniles have been going not too bad this season and yeah he definitely has a good chance um Liz also as well likes Blackbeard from the free selection she's gave me she's actually going for an A. No Brian treble so she's hoping uh, Bally Doyle will have a good day at Newmarket on Saturday the one I quite liked was Mischief Magic um Charlie Appleby's two-year-olds maybe just haven't been um, the, living up to their height this season. But this this fella's been coming along quite nicely. I liked his win last time at Kempton uh, when he won the Serenia Stakes. I'm not sure the strength of that form, and he will have to improve again. But I just think uh, he could have a lot of pace over this trip. And I think uh, I, I just think Charlie Appleby, he tends to target these races. And I'm just wondering if maybe this could be his horse for potentially the Commonwealth Cup next season. So for me, Mischief Magic just gets the vote from me. But yeah, definitely I think uh, the big three in the market will be there or thereabouts. Persian Force for me, I think maybe his form's just gone off uh, at the edge of a cliff now. And uh, I, I don't know, I just think, uh, I think the season's catching up with him and some of these other horses could have more improvement but uh he uh, he has to still be respected but that's our thoughts then on the middle park stakes we then go to the feature race of uh the three-day cambridgeshire meeting at newmarket and it is of course the cambridgeshire handicap plenty of in here of chances we've got a field of 29 runners so plenty of extra places on offer with most of the bookmakers and the betting looks like this mujitabar is your favorite at five to one we've then got protagonists another william haggis horse at eight savvy victory at nines Tony Charming at 12s, Dual Identity 14s, Jimi Hendrix at 14s, Electrical Storm at 16s, Bigger are the rest. Um, come to you here, uh, Katie, for the Cambridgeshire. You can have a few darts if you want. Uh, who made your shortlist? So I'm going to have yeah two fancies in this one. Um, the first, Perotto, is a decent price, I think around 33 to 1. His form this season has been quite disappointing, but he's been running in small fields and in, in quite high-class races. Finished close behind my Oberon and Modern News at Windsor earlier in the season. If you look at his three-year-old form, he wasn't finishing too far behind some really good horses. He won the Britannia Stakes at Royal Ascot last year. So I think off a mark of 103, I'd give him a shout each way. If he's on a song, he could be good enough to run into the places at a decent price, as I mentioned. And I'm also the... Also the um, sorry, can you cut that tiny bit out? Yeah, that's fine. You can just go and you're also interested in... So also like Totally Charming, first time turning strap. He's been an excellent since joining George Bowie's yard, consistently running well. Um, he wasn't disgraced in the Royal Hunt Cup earlier this season. He is £19 higher than he was at the start of the year, £6 higher than when he last won. He may not be the best handicap in the race, but I think he's in with a chance if he's able to deal with, with this higher mark of 97. So Clarotto and Totally Charming. Okay, two then for Katie in the Cambridgeshire. I'm actually just going to go with one because I really like one and I think he is a big price. And I think he could potentially uh, go off a bit shorter um, come post time on Saturday afternoon. Uh, that's in, in, in Gisati for Jamie Spencer and Charlie Fellows. Around about 20 to 1 uh, with most firms 
at the moment. Um, he's had a very light campaign this year. Uh, he finished third on a seasonal reappearance at Pontefract when he was sent off a six to five favourite. Um, he was just uh, chinned uh, close home after doing most of the donkey work. He since then uh, had an injury I read in the uh, stable sort of Charlie Fellows and he was last seen finishing fifth in a listed race at Windsor. I think he might have needed that run and he was only um, pegged back. He had to do most of the donkey work in front, making the running. And I just don't think that's his style. I think coming back down in trip um, to 10 furlongs from previously running a mile will suit him. Uh, Charlie Fellows' team have gone okay at the moment. They've been having a few winners. And when he books Jamie Spencer as well, he's got an excellent strike rate, This especially this season. They operate together at 25% strike rate. So I think that will play to his strengths. He's drawn until 18. If they go for uh, the patient tactics which we often associate with James Spencer I think that could work to a good effect it's going to be quite a few in here they like to get uh, on with things you've got Majestic Dawn he could go forward Forest Falcon from the Johnsons they've got a couple of others as well the Johnsons on his uh, part of the track as well which could set it up quite nicely for him we know he's got the stamina as well to potentially go a little bit further he won't mind a bit of juice in the ground I think he's pretty versatile and I think Charlie Fellows thinks he's better than his mark of 98 I think they're hoping he could be a listed group three horse in time and for me I, I think he's um got a very strong chance if it all plays uh into his hands and yeah I, I can see him going well at a really big price and I think come the day I think he could easily go off maybe 12 10 to 1 I think he could be a one-to-one -one set in the market so that's my thought on the Cambridgeshire and that rounds off our thoughts on the races at Newmarket we now just have a couple of other races to preview where we go to Haydock for two of the ITV races there and the first one we're going to go to is the 205 it's the old Boston handicap and Montesib um, is your favourite at 9-2 for William Haggis we then got Roger Varian's Aku Nalja at 5-1 to one, Encourageable at 6-1 uh, at, uh, to one, Astro King at 7-1 to one, and Bigger are the rest tricky looking uh, puzzle this uh kt but who did you fancy in the 205 at haydock i'm quite keen on montesib actually i've been quite a fan of his this season i felt he was unlucky last time at ascot was towards the rear he had plenty to do finished two lengths behind the eventual winner jungle boat um, but I, I think he would have gone a bit closer had the race panned out a bit better for him he runs off the same mark of, of 97 here slightly raced four year olds uh, I feel he's quite consistent and he's versatile too. This is his second attempt at a mile, but I'd expect him to stay it well enough. He stayed on strongly over seven furlongs, and I think he's the one to beat in this field. So although he is he's fairly short, um, I'd still be keen to to you know back him in this one. I think yeah, he's he's a good got a good chance. Okay, so. Uh, Katie thinks Montesib, who's been knocking on the door on quite a few of these big handicaps this season, might be able to get the job done. I didn't really have a strong opinion on this race. I thought it was one of the, the trickiest races of uh, the weekend. I, I can see Katie's angle, but for me, I just think he gets beaten more times than not. Um, Astro King could be worth a go in the first-time visor. Reese Clutterbuck, an interesting jockey book in um, for Sir Michael Stout here, claiming the £3, but not really a strong, connect, uh, strong uh, one for me there but yeah I, th I thought he could maybe go well at a, a bit of a price there 7 to 1 so yeah that's our thoughts then on the old Boston handicap we then have one other race to preview which is the Leicester Pickett first to last handicap it's over 
five furlongs, it's the 240 at Haydock, and a very tricky, another tricky puzzle to solve, where we've got 16 runners, and equality is your favourite, five to one, Alligator Alley, uh, 11 to two, Count Dorsey at seven to one, Arla Lismore next in at tens, Nomadic Empire at tens, bigger are the rest, uh, Katie, uh, a tricky puzzle here to solve, um, but did you have the winner for us? I don't have a particularly strong fancy in it. It is really tricky one. But I've gone for Nomadic Empire. Uh, he runs up a mark of 93 once again. He was fourth last time out at Doncaster over five and a half furlongs. He's back over five here, which I think will suit him better. He's been running quite consistently and he's got a good chance if, if he's able to continue that form. His stablemate, Alligator Ali, is a danger at his best. I was keen on him earlier in the season. And I expected him to be winning more races, but he has been quite disappointing on many occasions. And I'm going to leave him for now, and I would just favour Nomadic Empire. But as I said, I don't have a particularly strong fancy. I think it is a really tricky race. You've got horses such as Count Dorsey, Cop Knight, who are capable, if at their best. But it's about finding them when they are at their best, which is, uh, which is quite tough. So I would just slightly favour Nomadic Empire um, based on his current form. Okay, no panic, no nomadic empire for Katie. Um, I quite like Count Dorsey. Thought that was an encouraging return to form. Uh, in the Portland where he finished third at Doncaster at the St. Ledger meeting a, a couple of weeks ago. I just thought off a mark of 91. I still thought that wasn't a bad mark for him. He's been running off higher marks this uh, this season and and doing better things. And I just think if uh, if the rain does come at Haydock, there could be a little bit around this weekend. If it does ease up a bit, I thought he could go well. And uh, yeah, I think he could build on that encouraging run at Doncaster. So that's our thoughts then on um, the ITV races. Uh, Katie, before we sign off, is there anything else uh, the listeners should be looking at this weekend? Have you got anything else? I saw Al Reb was running at Newmarket in one of the later races, so he's the only one that caught my eye of the others. But... Yeah, and I've just uh, got one to mention before we sign off. It's in the 343 at Listow. One I thought could go well is Applejack Poet for Keith Donoghue and Matthew Smith. Um, it's going to be running off 100 in this really bad handicap at Listow. Um, but I just have noticed in the last few weeks, Keith Donoghue has been picking up quite a few of these rides uh, where they're um, doing something different. They're stepping up in trip. They're making their handicap debut. And I just noticed this uh, horse. Looks like he, he could have been laid out for a bit of a gamble. Um, I think he could be a little bit better than his mark. He's been running in some better uh, maiden hurdles over in Ireland. The yard as well, they've got a good relationship with Keith Donoghue. I just thought he could be interesting. He's only five-year-old. I just thought this step up in drip could be the difference. I, I expect to see him maybe sitting out of the back and um, coming with a late run. Um, Bats one of uh, Keith Donoghue's uh, last weekend at 25-1, to 1, and he probably should have won if he um, maybe got a little bit more luck in running, but he, he ran a really big race to finish second at 25-1. to 1. So he, he's a horse that I think you should just keep an eye on this weekend, and yeah, it'd be interesting to see uh, what kind of price he goes off uh, on the day. So that's my thoughts there. But yeah, that's it then for this episode of the In The Saddle podcast. If you're enjoying them, remember to hit the thumbs up button subscribe here um, to all our platforms wherever you're listening to us uh, if it's on uh, Apple, Spotify or SoundCloud you can follow us on socials as well on Twitter and Insta where we're at in the Saddle Podcast thanks again to uh, Katie uh, for giving up her time hopefully uh, we've given you some winners this week and we'll be seeing you again soon (laughs) 